Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition. Broadcasting live from Louisville, Kentucky. Hello, Aussie Sue. Hello, Gary Spikes. Rebecca. So, let's see who else is coming in, Val. It's weird not having a mouse doing this. Yeah. So, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful. I want to say... um, I want to do a hat tips to the um, first responders out there, the veterans, the homeless people. And um, I'm coming to you live from Detroit, Michigan, on this cold, dark, dreary night, December night. Everybody stay warm, grab a coffee, hot cocoa, or whatever you want. Have a good show lined up. All right. So, yeah, it's not too cold outside uh, here in Louisville. So I can't complain. Really? No. Nah. So, so I noticed. I noticed that um, uh, you had uh, Ron Moorhead on with uh, Chris, Chris Hensley. Uh, yes, that's back. the second appearance. Yeah. He's coming back Monday. Yeah, I seen. Um, I seen um, Ron Moorhead in Cass County, Michigan, a couple a couple summers ago, a couple years ago, down there at, during a um, Bigfoot. Uh, conference that i uh, spoke at pretty interesting fellow yeah he's one of my admins in some of my uh, facebook groups Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah very outstanding guy Mm -hmm. very good very cool so what's been happening anything no just uh visiting my daughter right now and trying to collect the comments using two hands instead of one Mm -hmm. so welcome everybody to the show and uh, what do you got lined up? Uh, today we have um, my good friend Josh Parsons coming in. And um, maybe one of these days we'll have his dad pop in here along with him. Uh, the father-son duo. And, and uh, really, I really had a, a great time with, with his father. His father, I think, is a, a professional musician. And he plays uh, with some very well-known country western groups and stuff. But uh, they have a uh, interest in in Bigfoot and stuff. And they've both had some interesting um, uh, experiences over the years and stuff. So um, we'll let Josh get into that. Interesting. Let's bring him in, Josh. Welcome. How you doing there, sir? Hey, I'm. I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all doing? Wonderful. Thank you. So tell us all about yourself. Oh, well, I'm uh, originally from uh, Houston, Houston, well, Cypress, Texas, and uh, lived here a good majority of my life. I know I lived in, uh, I moved to Michigan and lived there about eight, nine years. That's where I met Val (laughs) and uh, just recently moved back. Now we and, lose him. Uh, there he is. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, we, we can hear you. He's cutting in and out. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I just recently uh, moved back from Michigan. Well, not recently. It's been almost a year now. It feels like it's been recent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've, I've been into the subject of uh, Sasquatch my entire life. Um, through my father. 
um, who's who was also who's also been interested in the subject. Um, so that's uh, that's my relation to that. Um, but yeah. So, what are some of the things that you've experienced up in Michigan, and, and are they different to what you've experienced down in Texas, Josh? Um. Well, I've I've, I've experienced quite a quite a few things in Michigan, especially uh, in the Allegan County area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where I actually had uh, uh, one of my sightings. Mm-hmm. Was was in Allegan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it's it's. It, I had a little area out there that I went to quite a bit. Uh, I'd go out there by myself uh, quite often, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'd have uh, all kinds of strange stuff happening out there. Um, I, I've left camera traps out there. I've uh, tr- I've tried to do some audio out there, but I haven't really captured a lot of audio. They don't seem to be very vocal in that area. Mm-hmm. Well, the area I was in anyways. Um. Now, I just, I got a, um, a pretty routine uh, communication with, with an individual from Elegant County. And uh, just recently, uh, during the hunting season, um, she um, contacted me to let me know that they were hunting. Her and her husband were hunting. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they hit a deer and they were tracking the deer, the blood trails, and um, something took their deer. They, they, found, a, they found the trail of the, uh, of the, uh, the deer. Uh, they looked at the area that the deer was supposed to be in, but it was gone. But what they did see, um, they did see some red eye shine. And um, they said that there was some kind of vocalization clicking or something. To me, when I, when I look at this, it, it looked like a, a, um, a way of distracting the hunters that were stalking, that were looking for their deer. Right. And um, they also mentioned that there was um tree sticks or something they had the feeling that that uh, one of these things were laying on the ground watching them and uh, another individual was up in the tree possibly with the deer that they were looking for and stuff so that was in Allegan county just this year this hunting oh, season wow. so um what i was going to ask and, and i didn't even know this until i i looked at one of your videos and by the way i'm, I'm trying to get back into that um, archive that you have of your videos and stuff. Now you went up north, the Upper Peninsula, with a whole group of people um, after that conference in Ann Arbor, Michigan, yes, a few years back. And I, I didn't realize that there was a paranormal uh, uh, encounter up there with a ghost or something in the cabin with Dave. Uh, that that was with uh, Adam Davies and. Uh, Gwendolyn uh, Guthrie. Um, really? Yeah. They uh, they they were they were staying in the the cabin mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. I was staying in my camper. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were doing some investigations in the cabin there because it's an older cabin, and they were experiencing some pretty pretty interesting uh, interesting uh, uh, spiritual activity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of them, uh, one of the instances actually spooked Adam pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, what county was that, Josh? Just for the people that are listening here. Um, do you recall what county that was? I I don't at the moment. No, um, I would have to look back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can I can think in my head. I can remember how to get there. I just don't remember mm-hmm. the county. And I, I know it. I know it was way way out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Phone signal was almost non-existent. But once you were mm-hmm. out in the woods, there's mm-hmm. just getting a hold of somebody was was tough. Now, uh, Going back, going back down south to the lower peninsula around Elegant County, mm. uh, as you know, I was out there. I, I, I seen you guys out there. I met you guys out there. Um, I was completely taken back by what I seen out there as far as the terrain goes and stuff. I never expected so many steep ravines and 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 steep hills as I as I found in Elegant County. I. I mean, you know, I'm from, you know, where I'm from yeah. and it's pretty much flat <laughs> around that area. So, so I was completely taken back by, by, you know, that area, even Cass County is low lying area, flat land, but, uh, Elegant County, man, there's some steep, steep ravines there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, uh, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even realize it. It's pretty, pretty hidden back in there. Um, uh, the ravine where uh, we took you at that that mm-hmm. was way back in there. It was pretty deep in there, mm-hmm. and uh, and it seems flat until you get there, mm-hmm. and then it just drops down into its own little, almost its own little tiny valley, and it's got its yeah. own little. It, it's if you drop down in that valley, it's a lot cooler. It's it's almost got its own different type of environment, mm-hmm. just a different feel to it, and, and a lot of. A lot of the reports that I look at, Josh, I'm sorry for interrupting. But a no, lot of the reports that I look at, uh, there's a lot of activity in ravines, a lot of it. And I'm certain it has something to do with um, animals that are trapped down there that can't easily get up and get out of there. But once that, you're in there, you know. I I believe that 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 does have a lot to do with it. And it's a lot of uh, and it's an easy way to travel. It's mm-hmm. also uh, uh, during like that qu- creek, like Swan Creek goes through there, mm-hmm. and during the salmon run, uh, a lot of the salmon will run up that way. And mm-hmm. I think I believe that they're eating a lot of the salmon because I do find some salmon carcasses, well, bones, skeletal mm-hmm. remains down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of reports of of Sasquatch being uh, observed eating fish, as well. As, yes, you know other meats you know deer and, oh. and things of that nature so so when you're out in texas and i've never been out there i've been to texas but i've never been to the uh, sam houston or the big thicket and um, to me it's just one ginormous national park yeah um, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of um uh stories that go along with that yeah, there, there, there is quite a bit, uh, especially the big thicket. There's a lot, a lot of mystery. 
a lot of Native American history and legends, especially. Um, uh, there's also uh, uh, some disappearances that aren't really talked about out in the area. Um, it's, I guess it's considered uh, bad luck to discuss it. Taboo, huh? Yes. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Bob. Um, do you know his name? You know who I'm talking about, Bob? Uh, he used to be pretty uh, common on YouTube. He used to post a lot of videos. He was a Bigfoot researcher. And he ran into a problem one time. And he came upon a uh, campsite, a torn up campsite that he filmed. He video recorded this. And um, he contacted the authorities because uh, whatever happened to the people that were in that camp, they were gone. And, and they just abandoned their, um, their equipment, their, their tent. And as he's filming, it's dark outside and he's got light. He's got the artificial light. <clears throat> there was, a, there was a, a man up in a tree. And he contacted the authorities. And ever since he did that, they yanked his account off of YouTube. They deleted somebody. I don't know who they are. They deleted his um, account. He no longer had an account on YouTube. They charged him with other things. There were things on his computer that they charged him with. And they told him to keep his mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. You'll no longer have an account. You'll no longer be involved in uh, Bigfootery and, and any of that stuff. You're you're all done. Just retire. Just go back into your little hole and be quiet. And um, I'm certain if I if I research, I can I can uh, recall his last name and stuff. But uh, because yeah, he, of what he filmed, huh? Because exactly because what he's seen, what he filmed, and it was live on YouTube. And um, I, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Val. And um, it caused such a stir at the time that the large uh, Bigfoot forum that I was on at the time, um, I don't know how many members they had on it, but, but I know that the, the, the original post that popped up on that forum developed into 50 pages, and they had to lock up the uh, thread because people kept commenting on it. Uh -huh. And... Uh, you could see, you can see somebody wearing blue jeans, or used to somebody that had been wearing blue jeans up in that tree from that video that he posted. It was where, not cool. Uh, and, and where was this at? That was in the big thicket. Big thicket. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and that was, we, and I, I would say that was probably around nineteen. Um, I, I would say. Uh, 1999 or 2000 or something. It's been yeah. it's been several years ago. Something something similar like that happened in Sam Houston. <clears throat> um, I believe it was a uh, a forest ranger that came upon a camp mm -hmm. that was uh, obliterated. Uh, basically, it looks like there had been a uh, a fight of some sort. And mm -hmm. uh, it was a, fa a father and a son had gone out hunting and set up camp deep into the woods out there mm -hmm. in Sam Houston. 
and uh, the remains were found uh, scattered, torn to, torn to bits. Wow. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the ranger that had found it uh, spoke publicly about it, but not not long after he started doing that, it immediately they started co- trying to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there was a news article and stuff on it, but now you can't find any of that anywhere. No, no, it's um, But I, I do remember it, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the locals probably remember it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know at the campsite they they could tell that there was uh, fire or uh, uh, weapons uh, had been mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. Um, like they were shooting at something and that they were scared. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not exactly sure what was going on, but some some researchers that I spoke to believe that they started shooting at these things and ticked them mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I know I, I am still a, uh, a moderator uh, for Wes Germer's Sasquatch Chronicles to this day. And he forbade anybody from from mentioning that name because allegedly that individual pleaded with Wes to forbid anybody from mentioning that name on that on that group site for any reason, for any purpose. And that's the kind of that's the kind of um that's the kind of stuff I think that goes on a lot more than people realize, you know, in this, in this topic, despite what a lot of uh, the collective beehive people want to believe. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of them out there that will absolutely go berserk. If, if, if they hear somebody talking about this, because that's not what they want to hear. That's not what sells books it's not what sells conferences and that kind of stuff i mean what they want to sell at conferences is cups and um, t-shirts perfume popcorn and and these these ideas of of going out there giving uh, sasquatch bubble baths and stuff like that that's even bobby short mentioned in her in her work you know that um, in her opinion, if I read this correctly, in her opinion, um, uh, Bigfoots, they're, they're, they're violent. And the government doesn't want you to know this because this would hurt the national park system. And now you've heard other people say that it would hurt the logging company and stuff. I'm not for sure that the logging company ha- industry has that kind of influence over this particular topic. I think it's beyond that. It goes way beyond that. And um, uh, you were, I don't know if you're familiar with the Miller document, but in, in that Miller document, the doctor, the mysterious doctor, uh, he lays it out in, in his last paragraph of that document. He says, he says, um, for the future of Sasquatch and mankind, um, uh, 
these individuals are very, very uh, loyal to their family members. We know that. Yes. Riz, you know that. Everybody knows that. Everybody that's familiar with this topic knows that. Um, they look out for themselves and, and, you know, their own kind. Not you, not me, not anybody else. They look out for themselves. And um, when their resources are threatened, food, water, uh, you know, their, their places of habitat are threatened, uh, they come in closer to human beings. And it was his position, this Dr. H.E. Miller, his position that Sasquatch and man can never coexist. Never coexist. That was his last paragraph to his document. Yeah, I, I, I believe they're 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 just like us. I believe there's there's some that are really, really, you know, bad and aggressive, and some that aren't as much. Um, mm -hmm. Just like you know, we've got murderers and 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 uh, you know people in prison that do bad things. Like in the human society, I'm sure they've got some, you know, in their in their groups. Uh, you know, I, like the Falk monsters. Uh, you hear some of these crazy crazy stories about it, you know, trying to reach in and grab people. What and is this? What kind of monster is this? The, is the Falk, Arkansas. The Boggy Creek monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Reach um, in. I, I, you mean reach into a house or something? Yeah. Uh, from some of the stories, like from the original documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, here's some of the stories. I'm sure some were <laughs> a little Hollywooded up, but um, I, I believe there's there's good and bad. And, yes, uh, I'm inclined to believe that too. Uh, what I know of Arkansas, the one that stands out right now, and, and remember, um, I, I research and, and read a lot of this stuff. I'm talking about tens of hundreds of reports. I'm talking about thousands of reports. And one that stands out in particular out of Arkansas is is this this incident. And by the way, if anybody, anybody that's listening to this program today, tonight, ever uh, hears me uh, talk about a uh, incident, a report, and wants and wants to know more about it, they can always contact me, and I'll show them. But one of these one of these reports out of Arkansas, in particular, that stand out to me, is about a woman that disappeared. And in that particular town, in that particular county in Arkansas, they had, um, according to the reports, several Bigfoot sightings or encounters. And then a woman disappears. And a lot of the townspeople, a lot of the local people, whisper, that's what happened to her. That's exactly what happened to her. Without a doubt, they're, you know, they, and, and incidentally, in Arkansas, Boggy Creek, you're talking about Bobby, Boggy Creek. It should be noted that there's a place in, in Arkansas called uh, Monkey Valley or something. Are you familiar with that? Yes, that, that sounds familiar. In Arkansas, of all places, yeah. the home of the Boggy Creek monster. Why yeah. would they, why would a city or a town be called Monkey Valley or Monkey City or Monkey Town or whatever. 
Well, I know like some of those towns I find, like even in Colorado, that uh, a lot of the names in those areas originated from uh, Native Americans naming that area mm-hmm. a, a, a certain name, and it's just translated, you know, into English, and then mm-hmm. that usually just sticks to that town. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it being named Monkey, like uh, they're in Sam Houston, it's not named on the map, but there's a pond out there that we like to visit That's that's got a lot of activity that we call monkey pond and everybody else here calls monkey pond mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the reason for that mm-hmm. I, i've heard in the past that um i don't know that this is true i've never been there to the big thicket or sam houston but knowing what i what i know and you're familiar with my my encounter in in uh, washington county Josh, I've mentioned before that that I've caught uh, employees uh, jotting down license plates of visitors. Anybody that goes into these state or federal areas, they're subject to surveillance uh, for obvious reasons. You know, and a lot of them are probably legitimate. They're looking for poachers and that kind of stuff. But um, um, it's been said that that area, the big thicket, and it could possibly very well be the uh, Sam Houston as well. There's electronic devices implanted in the ground, listening devices, probably probably uh, camera devices as well. And there's a lot of uh, chatter about that. What would be the reason for that besides and beyond uh, the Sasquatch element what other reason are there people uh, traipsing through that that area that nobody knows about that should not be there um, a lot of a lot of discussion a lot of chit chat about that have you ever heard of anything like that i have um when i did that uh expedition in uh florida with uh carrie arnold before he passed oh yeah mm-hmm. um uh, i did talk to uh a couple of people saying they found devices just way out in the middle of the woods like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that making like weird noises. Um, there, there was even a ranger that came out to check out what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we had asked him if he had uh, witnessed or heard about anything Bigfoot related. And he started to say yes, but then he caught himself and said, mm-hmm. no, he hasn't, but he has come across some weird stuff. So, mm-hmm. That tells me they're not allowed to talk about it, but he says they've been way out in the woods just patrolling, just patrolling certain areas, known poaching areas, that kind of thing. And it's been late at night, and uh, they'll see a a, a bright flash, almost like somebody took a picture of them. And they get out, look around, not knowing where that came from. Mm -hmm. Um, Like like it came from an electronic device. Mm -hmm. So I I have heard uh, of, uh, of stuff like that. Uh, especially in the Florida Everglades. And by the way, I didn't go down there with on that on that trip with you guys, down there with Kerry uh, Arnold. Yes. God rest his soul. Yes. Because I really, I really, uh, to this day, I really thought the world of him. Certainly did. Yes. He had he charisma. Was a very, very good guy. Very yeah, nice. he had charisma. I really, I really, really uh, enjoyed talking to him. So, 
uh, are you and your dad planning on doing any other expeditions? Um, we are. We're actually uh, going to be doing one here actually really soon. We had somebody reach out to us about uh, some things. I don't want to disclose a lot right now because mm -hmm. I want to keep it on the down low. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited about it. And uh, hopefully one day I can uh, I can reveal some of the cool stuff that we've that we're going to come across and that I've already heard about it. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, we do, we do have actually a few plans to do uh, possibly one in another one in Colorado mm -hmm. um, over by uh, red mountain. Mm -hmm. Have you had an, an opportunity to talk to uh, Robert Kreider? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I, I talked to him uh, off and on. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we stay in touch mm -hmm. and uh yeah, he's he's been quite busy. I was supposed to go speak mm -hmm. at a conference with him in, uh, I believe it was New Mexico last mm -hmm. year, but I, I had work and I couldn't make it. But, uh, um, but yeah, I, I've spoken to him off and on. Very good guy, man. Yeah. I had, uh, I mean, we didn't have enough time in the day to sit and chit chat. We certainly didn't. I mean, because we were locked, we were locked in deep conversation. And and I think the last time the last time that you and your wife sponsored a um, um, a conference in Michigan, um, man, there just wasn't enough time to chit chat with no. with, um, with if, uh, if, I, if I could have gone back, I would have made that a two day event. There were so yeah, we had some really awesome people there. Well, the next time you see Robert, you tell him hello for me, will you? I will. I, I will. Tom Bell said hello. Um, really? We're hoping he can go with us to Colorado this year again. Mm -hmm. that, that was... I'd like to see him in the big thicket in Sam Houston and see what he says about that, what he can find, because he's got some wonderful electronic devices himself. He does. Yes, he does. Very sophisticated. Very, very uh, state-of-the-art. I love his parabolics. Yes, yes. You, yeah, they're, they are amazing. My, my father purchased one from him, and we've been using it. Man, you can... You could hear a, a a flea fart from miles away. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's so he's, good. Wow, <laughs> he's uh, he's been on here before, Grizz. He's uh, he's, mm -hmm. he's he's an exceptional uh, individual. In fact, um, I mentioned to somebody he got into a, a long discussion with some people on another group site, and 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 you know, I'm telling these people, you should be happy. You should feel privileged that this gentleman would take the time to chit chat with you like this, because what you're getting is a perform, uh, you're getting a professional uh, researcher to tell you some stuff that you should be uh, taking notes on. Certainly. I mean, this is a, this is college level uh, uh, instruction that he's given you. Be, be happy, be glad that he's doing this. You know, it's, it's very, very good. It was, exceptional so um are you missing michigan at all no no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm about snowed out i'm uh, i'm happy to be back home um it's winter right now but it's only about 50 degrees right now and i'm loving it well you know grizz has got some activity around his crib oh, yeah really? so everybody's chattering about my trail cameras 
I was going to grab them this week, but I'm in Louisville visiting my daughter. So it's going to be next week when I go out and get all the trail cameras. Uh, I've got some pictures of, we don't know what it is, don't we, Val? Mm -hmm. We have no idea. Some people say one picture is a Bigfoot and the other picture may be a dog man. So we have no idea. So, but it's very interesting. That is interesting. Yes. I've, uh, I've had some interesting stuff happen on trail cans myself, actually. <laughs> um, it's not so much of what I caught. It's what I didn't catch. That's the weird part. How so? Josh. Well, uh, in Michigan, I was doing a bit of an experiment in that area that I'm in because I know they're there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they, they always let me know they're there. Um, uh, I, I put uh, trail cameras out and I would put apples out, you know, to see what would happen, to see if I can catch, catch anything on these trail cams. But what kept happening is the apples would get taken, but the camera traps would not go off. And at one point, I got a little frustrated, and I, I faced three three trail cams onto one apple. And it's still, the apple was taken, the trail cameras did not trip, but everything was tripping the trail cams uh, outside of that, like squirrels, wind, mm -hmm. um, sometimes even light change, you know, from uh, from the clouds. It, it, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was it was baffling. It's, and there would be no no apple core or anything anytime I went out there to check. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, that's strange. Really, does strange. that does that sound familiar, Chris? Yeah, it does. So I actually put gorilla tape, shipping tape, between trees, and unrolled a whole roll in the woods. I got it all on camera that I'm doing it. I go back, it's gone. So I'm thinking, Hallelujah! I got it all on camera, right? Uh huh. You see me walk up to the tree. I got pictures, but nothing taking pictures of who took the tape down. Man, isn't that frustrating? Yes. <laughs> yes. So I don't know what's going on. I don't uh, know. I don't even know how you would even manage to do that. I mean, if you even shot an arrow at the apple, you would still see the arrow. Right. I mean... It's incredible. Um, yeah, it's something. It's something that I cannot explain. That's for sure. It's it's as though they sense the electronics in the area and they avoid it. But how they do it? Do they crawl on the ground and and uh, creep up the tree like a snake and and shut it off or grab whatever they're going to take? But like he says, it, it, it still has pictures it, yeah. throughout the, the camera, right? Where the leaves yeah. and, and branches move. And some of mine will take pictures too when the sun gets a certain area throughout the day. The shade yep. levels will snap a picture. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't add up. And I would catch raccoons, squirrels, bugs. Yes. Uh, mm. Deer, all kinds of stuff. That reminds me of, of a uh, photo of pick that I posted on the uh, group site of a um, raccoon that was impaled on a stick. Did I you guys that. see that? I did. Yeah. And a lot of people said it fell out of a tree. I never yeah. in my life. Yeah. That uh, was forceful put on there. A raccoon yes. wouldn't fall and land yes. on it like that. Yes. Hey, there's not enough weight to, even if he did fall from the tree, to, to pierce itself like that. No. Well, what's the chances of a stick uh, sticking straight up from the ground like that. That was my other point. Fall. 
yeah. Uh, there's there's uh, an individual from uh, uh, Livingston County that called me and to told to tell me that um, the individual that lives next to him to his property, and and over the years he's he's provided me with some wonderful reports of encounters and stuff. Very interesting reports. He says that uh, he'll go out and, and stick marshmallows on the, on the sticks, on the twigs of the trees and stuff. And he's no, he's no midget himself. He's probably 6'4", 6'6", or 6'7", or something. He's quite tall. So he's got a good arm uh, reach on him for himself. So he, he uh, puts those marshmallows up there. And he says that he believes that his uh, resident Sasquatch was upset with a raccoon that got into his gift that he left. And he, re he reasoned this by the fact that he says that he found the raccoon torn to pieces and left there for him to see at his doorstep. Oh, wow. And, and he goes out there and he sees the, the marshmallows gone. And he, th he says that he thinks that the raccoon got into his marshmallows <laughs> and somebody got upset with that and, and caught the, the raccoon and in communication, he feels that, um, he destroyed the raccoon put the raccoon on his doorstep for him to see, for him to find as a means of telling him, give me some more marshmallows because this idiot ate up my marshmallows. <laughs> wow. I mean, what's the chances of that? Of all places, of all times, his marshmallows are gone uh, and this raccoon is all torn to pieces. Man, I'd hate to know what happened when you stopped giving him marshmallows. Well, a lot of people say when they gift them that other animals would not even touch the food mm -hmm. or, or anything that's left. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, this this resident uh, individual, and, and I'm sure that this goes on all over the region, all over the state, all over the county, all over the co uh, country, United States as well as Canada, and for that reason, uh, when, when I post things and I write about uh, Sasquatch behavior and stuff, um, I, I firmly believe that um, Sasquatches are like nomads. They're like Bedouins. They're travelers, you know, hearkening uh, back to the things that we read about hunter-gatherers that go out and, and hunt for food and stuff. Well, Sasquatches do the same thing. However... Uh, those few that remain behind find some reason, some some sense of security and well-being uh, in that area that they're at, and and they become known as residents, just like people that live in houses and stuff are residents. And uh, the locals know about them, and they're not they're not uh, real quick to give up information on them because they're. They're concerned that somebody will disturb them and somebody will hurt them or harm them or whatever. And, um, but nevertheless, um, 
the same individual from Livingston County uh, claims that that he believed that this individual was was not not a juvenile because he was well over seven foot tall and he wasn't he wasn't what he would consider an alpha male either but it was his feeling that this this individual was was cast away out of his group as as um as the family would do to any adult child living in the house you know hey it's time to move on find your own and uh, so therefore, the the uh, resident, as as I am told, uh, would hang around that area, that property, and make itself known, and uh, not really a part of the the Bigfoot family itself, but as a uh, male individual looking for a female partner. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. Yeah, so the information we've got, uh, I don't know how credible it is, but talking to people and interview people and other people uh, that research, uh, that they say that the males travel outside the clans or families mm-hmm. to search for a female because they understand about genetics and genes that mm-hmm. they cannot breed within. Mm-hmm. So that's why they travel. Mm-hmm. So either they come back or they stay with the new one. I don't know if that's true or not, but what's your take, John? Um, I do believe they travel. Um, that That is interesting. I've never thought of it that way um, because I knew, I knew there are families. You know, uh, that to me is pretty obvious that they do stay in groups. I believe there's some that are, that are rogue that are, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that are by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I know, I know, I believe there's some that that have been forced out of the clan, whether it was due to they did something bad and they're no longer welcome there, or they're going on some kind of journey like the Indians used to do when they became of age. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's where the Indians got it from. Who knows? Yeah, that's what Tennessee, Kentucky, Bigfoot said. Exile can be forced. They're mm-hmm. voluntary. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. is a possibility. So he says that um, this individual would wait till 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, find a deer, and scream to wake everybody up. And then he says that wasn't enough. The individual's out there thrashing the trees, breaking the trees. He says, throwing them on my beautifully manicured lawn. And I was tired. I was pissed. I was, I'm a truck driver. I'm tired. And I went outside and I yelled at it and I yelled at it to knock it off. And I turned the lights on, he says, and I yelled at it to knock it off or I would leave the lights on all night. According to him, all of a sudden, a large, deep voice pops up and yells. And he got the impression it was a, um, I think he, I think Josh lost signal there. Are you still there, Josh? I'm here. Yes. Okay. He got the impression that it was an alpha male and he scolded or chided the individual thrashing the trees and yelling and breaking the trees up and stuff. Everything got quiet after that. 
he shut the lights off, never had another problem. So, so Melissa said, uh, does that mean they would kidnap a female human to mate with? Uh, we know, and Josh can add to this, we know that Bigfoot, however you want to call them, Sasquatch, are attracted to certain types of hair color when it comes to females. And we have noticed uh, people, researchers, and people that has problems with these creatures or beings, however you want to call it, have reported that they have been watching their daughter, just like on the last show, last Sunday. We had two bears on, remember? His neighbor had a daughter, and that Bigfoot was harassing the daughter, stalking her, and watching her through the woods and coming up to the house, and they were shooting guns off. They thought it were teenagers, and it just caused a big mess. Now, Josh, have you ever heard any of those incidents, too? With Bigfoot liking types of women or something? I have, and they go back to the Native Americans. Um, th there are stories of where women have been kidnapped and raped and almost ripped in half uh, just from the, I, I'm just going to say aggression from from the act. Um, it, is, it is a bit dark, but the, I do hear, I have heard stories from where they've been kidnapped for that very reason. Yeah, I think Lovelock Kegs, one of them, isn't it? Where the Indians went and killed the giants, smoked them out. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. There's there's reports of um, of um, one in one in particular. It seems like it was down south. Um. um the lady was on a farm she um you know they live pretty remote and she had a um because nobody lives close around it's summer it's warm and uh, i guess she was gonna walk around naked and um um being that it was a farm and there's barns uh in sasquatch have a propensity for barns and stuff like that and livestock and all that kind of stuff um she went to the barn to um to fetch something her husband was in the house and um uh she's seen the sasquatch in the in the barn and she runs back to the house she's scared and the sasquatch chases her down she's screaming she almost makes it to the porch. She does grab grab a hold of a post on the porch. And a, a Sasquatch is trying to yank her away. The husband comes out of the house and uh, he releases her, releases his clutch. And, you know, nothing more comes of that other than the report and stuff. So um, uh, that that is a woman. That's an attempted abduction. Any way you look at it, um, and then there's this this older report out of Texas, <clears throat> and every time I read this, just the way it's worded, the report was worded, I get the impression, I get the very strong feeling that it was it was a police officer that wrote this, just by the way the 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 use of uh, words and stuff like that. Um, and, and what it was about was um, 
uh, a man and woman, husband and wife, both married, uh, having a extramarital affair secretly, and they would always go out to the same place in the forest and do their business, getting busy. And um, this this last time, apparently, according to that report, uh, there was a scream uh, that they never heard before, and they stopped, and they both fled to the car, unclothed, and uh, they fled. And so, allegedly, according to this report, the report said that if you go to that police department and ask them for that report, they still have the report. It's very old. But according to him, uh, the Sasquatch, as they're fleeing, the Sasquatch is chasing the vehicle and breaks the passenger door window where the man was seated, grabs his throat and rips his throat out. And the woman screams and she continues driving, speeding off. She goes home to her house, unclothed, in a state of shock. And they say to this day, uh, she was taken to the hospital and uh, never recovered from that from that shock. Never recovered from it. Yeah, I can imagine not. That was, I'm, I'm certain that was from Texas, if I remember that correctly. Another individual, another case just like this, simply or pretty close to it. Uh, again, down south, uh, uh, this family on a farm, single mother, uh, head of the household with the kids out in the, out in the field, uh, hoeing potatoes or something out there in the, in the field. The, um, young man said that, uh, from the tree line, he's seen a Sasquatch and, uh, it had an erection. And, and his mom was the only one out in the field at that time. So he grabs a hoe thinking that it was going, and it started uh, making overtures uh, towards walking to the field where his mom was at. And he didn't know if it was gonna attack his mom, but he grabbed a, a garden hoe and screamed and ran out to the field to, to meet the Sasquatch. And apparently it, it walked away at that point. It just walked away, didn't harm anybody, you know, didn't do anything else, but um, that is the report. These are the, the, these are the kind of things that, um, that I read, that I see, that people report, that if I don't share that with people, people don't know this. They've never heard of this before. Um, but, you know, um, it is what it is, you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta call it the way it is. These, these are, these individuals, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. These things are, are, um, are worthy of being cautious around. You know, very, very just like everybody around. says, you got your good ones and bad ones, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Melissa wants to know where can she find all these reports? Uh, that I talked about, yeah, they're in my they're in my database. They're in my database. 
But unfortunately, Melissa, I'm not going to do your research for you. I'm not paid to do this. This is what I do. But um, if there's something specific that you're looking for, you know, I can help you out. But I'm not going to do your research for you. And I'm not going to turn over my database to anybody. This is something I receive threats from. And I won't do that. And I think you're you're aware of that too, Josh. Yes. So that's just I, something that I, I don't do then. <clears throat> if I was to turn over that database to social media, there would be 50 people lined up to write books and stuff like that to make money off of that. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to serve somebody else's profiteering motives and stuff. I won't do that. I won't do it. And it hasn't won friends and influenced people with me, but that's just that's just the way we do business. Um, one of the reasons why I have a Facebook group site is to share these things, because at some point, this this idea that they just want to be left alone doesn't make any kind of sense. It doesn't make any logic, and it doesn't have any reason to a lot of this stuff. There's no reason to torment people um, as much as they do if they just wanted to be left alone. And how, do you, and how do you get your information? I, I research and read and fish. And uh, a, a lot of it is, is, is public information. A lot of it is, um, I'd say, a, a good portion of it, Grizz and Josh, is, is um, from people from people just just like you and me um you talk to people or and they know you and one of the things i do not do and i'm well known for is is keeping people anonymous it's something i learned as a police officer when you when you have information coming to you you don't go out there and share that with somebody you don't go out now and splash Melissa their name said, all over I mean no disrespect I, it, that's not i don't no we no, didn't we didn't no, take it that way melissa no no but no. people have to understand um but val uh, will share the information with you yeah of course i do yeah and he does it with this group uh val's a lot of retired stuff. law enforcement so he's got connections mm -hmm. and people report incidents to him so absolutely correct all right so um so josh What's that, Josh? I did send you that link. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> Josh, um, I was telling Grizz earlier backstage that uh, Josh is, hey, Josh, take a moment. And, and I know your dad isn't here right now, but <clears throat> for everybody so they, they know who Todd Parsons is and explain what he does. <clears throat> He's an accomplished musician. And um, he's got connections, you know, with these country Western groups and stuff. Um, you know, I was just floored by, by uh, watching this video, or this, this video that I seen of your dad and that parody of Sasquatch. Um, was there other musicians that uh, were helping him with that? Uh, no, that's, uh, he, he wrote the song and he, uh, he had a little help on the production pr product uh -huh. side producing the video. 
mm-hmm. but the the music and all that he he hired uh, a couple people to help like uh some of the, some of the instruments but some of the other instruments he overlaid himself that he played he plays you know he he can play the mandolin he can play uh guitar bass and fiddle fiddle's his main instrument so he mm-hmm. he overlaid all that gris i i like country western music <laughs> i like rock and roll music but i love country music and and this absolutely is the cats you know what but um, interesting um the video is out there. is a video out there on youtube josh yeah that that's the that's the link i sent you that's the one from okay. youtube so if we were to if we were to play that would there be a problem with the copyright no if people wanted to hear that no not at all it's it's out for public okay and this is this is what do you think, John? Uh, what do you think, Grizz? Do we have time for this real yeah, quick? Yeah, go ahead. Let's let's try this. Let me see if this is going to work. And I'll present it. And just make sure at the bottom left you click audio. You're not, you're not picking that up right now, are you? No. Can you guys see that? No, you got to present it, okay. then click on it to where I, you can share it. All right, hang on. I'm going to stop that here. Um, Grizz, I'm going to send this to you, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. And then um, you can... Um, you can show that in class here. There you go. All right. You got. You should have it right now. Wait, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I got it now. <laughs> Let me share my screen here. And here we go. No, uh, no I think it's this way. Uh, you know what? This way. God, God you need a
Oh my gosh, there is two of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jason's a good friend of mine. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought you'd recognize him. <laughs> yeah. So how do people find you, Josh? Huh? How do people get a hold of you and find you? Um, <clears throat> well, there's a few different ways. I've I've got my podcast. It's on all the uh, all the regular uh, podcast platforms. It's called Hide and Seek Archives. And um, you can email me through Hide and Seek Archives at Gmail, or or you can uh, find me on Facebook. Um, the, the email is hide and seek archives at gmail.com. Sorry, I didn't say that all the way. Okay. And, uh, 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 so there's a few different ways to get a hold of me. You could even reach out to my dad and he'll, he'll let me know you've been trying to reach, reach out. Um, his name's Todd Parsons. Um, you can find him on Facebook. He's, he's with the research group taps. Um, I just do, I do stuff with them. I, I do my own thing. I'm, I, I like to call myself a HASA, which is hide and seek archives for short. So, <laughs> Right, uh, Josh. For the people that don't recognize the acronym for TAPS, can you explain that? Can you tell people what that is? Um, yeah, it's a it's a Texas a, a no kill group. Mm -hmm. So I know there's like a uh, there used to be a, a a ghost hunting group called TAPS, but it's mm -hmm. not it's not it's not like that. This is completely different. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm, I'm going to pull it up so I make sure I'm saying it correctly. I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, and before you, before you go and, and after you leave, make sure you tell your dad I said hello as well. And he, will, owes, me a, he owes me a barbecue. <laughs> a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Very good time. Okay, so uh, Grizz, I think that wraps it up, doesn't it? You got it, Josh. Or um, I'm, I'm okay. It's the uh, Texas Acknowledgement uh, Awareness and Preservation of Sasquatch. Gotcha. A no right, kill awesome. group. Okay, cool. And from uh, coast to coast and around the world, everybody, you have a good night. See you at nine o'clock this you. evening. Good Take night. care. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. So yeah, Bye -bye. thank you for having me. It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action.
It's a grizzly. Oh shit. Sure, run. Okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not a chipmunk? Get <laughs> ah, out of here! It's a grizzly. Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Oh, Are we gonna die? I don't know. We're just gonna sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. Fall! 